Hey there, maybe you're a pastor or a church leader, and during this COVID-19 season, you're trying to improve your church's live streaming experience. If that's the case, this podcast is for you. So let's jump into this week's edition of the Monday Christian Podcast. Listening to the Monday Christian Podcast, the program dedicated to helping you put into action the truth of God's word that you hear on Sunday to your everyday life on Monday. And now, here's your host, Ezra Beyer. Well, hey there, and welcome to another edition of the Monday Christian Podcast. And it's been a while since I did my last one, but uh, getting back in the saddle after my wife and I moved from Toronto, Ontario, out to Nampa, Idaho. And so it's been a little bit of an adjustment, um, but with during this whole COVID-19 season, it's really uh, brought the world in some ways closer together and in other ways more practically apart. And uh, during this season, my wife and I have been attending a uh, church in Nampa, Idaho called Grace Bible Church, and uh, they obviously, along with um, a lot of other churches, pretty much all other churches right now, have switched to online uh, delivery of their Sunday morning experience, and that's that's it. And uh, we're really at a unique point in history. And uh, so as I, and probably like yourself, you've had different opportunities on Sunday mornings, maybe Saturday evenings, depending on when your church streams, um, you've been able to check out multiple live streaming experiences. And if you're a pastor, a church leader, or just someone who's a part of the worship experience, maybe there's some things that you're wondering about how to improve what you're doing right now and to make it just a little bit better. Uh, some of you, maybe you've been completely caught off guard by this. Maybe you didn't have live streaming at all in your services, and so you're looking for where to begin. Uh, but then maybe some of you already were doing some live streaming, but uh, you're looking to step it up and kind of take it to the next level. And so it's, it's kind of funny because this podcast is designed specifically to take what we learn on Sunday and then to implement it to our everyday lives on Monday. But for this podcast, it's kind of going to be reversed. We're going to talk about how on Sunday morning, and I say Sunday morning generally because that's when most of the live streaming experiences happen, um, what are the things that we can do practically uh, to make a difference? So on this week, I bring on uh, the technical producer of the Sunday morning experience at Grace Bible Church, the church that I attend right now. His name's Matt Harshberger, and he has a lot of experience in this area. Grace Bible Church um, has live-streamed for quite a while, a number of years now, and so he has a a wealth of knowledge uh, in the audio, video, um, just the overall tech side of things. And so I've brought him on to ask him just a few questions, and hopefully through this interaction, it gives you a little idea. If you're kind of at a place right now and you're wondering, okay, what do I do to move to the next um, spot and and just improve my live streaming just a little bit better, hopefully this podcast is an encouragement to you. And so here it is. Let's check it out. My guest on our podcast tonight is Matt Harshberger, and uh, Matt, I just got to know him a couple of weeks ago, months ago, when my wife wow. and I moved to Idaho, yeah. and uh, 
Matt's, uh, how long have you lived in Idaho? It's been less than a year. Oh yeah. We, um, we moved here beginning of October. Okay. So shortly, really shortly before we did, because we were mid-November. So I think so. Yeah. 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 It was, it was right around that same time. Now, some in our audience would be very familiar with you, uh, but others that don't know, you're a, an Eastern guy, um, moved out from, from, the, from the East, um, and you yep. were at a church called Cornerstone, is that correct? Yeah, Cornerstone Church in Akron, Ohio. Yep. And, and so for those that are unfamiliar, just share a little bit of your story, your background. How did you come to faith in Christ? Uh, quick synopsis of that. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Yeah, it's um, you could call it one of the, those stereotypical uh, Christian come to faith stories. Um, I accepted Christ at a really young age. Um, I didn't know what it meant, though, uh, when it happened. Uh, and it wasn't until I was probably 16 or 17 that um, it all kind of hit me right in the face and um, got really serious about my faith. And uh, through all of that, I got um, called into worship ministry. Um, I had always played drums and guitar and stuff like that. Um, and then in my youth group, I had um, uh, I was asked to start to lead worship, and I did that, and I realized that's what I wanted to do. And so I went to um, Ohio Christian University um, in Circleville, Ohio, and met my wife there, uh, got a degree there in worship leadership, traveled a lot um, with a group called Ablaze. Um, and, Which is um, just a cool name. Oh, yeah, yeah, really cool name. I um, I, I, uh, I had a really good idea that um, one of our album covers should just be a, a match with a, a flame, you know, on it. Just just that. Uh, but I got vetoed on that one. So I would have gone uh, with the flamethrower. Yeah. Flamethrower. Yeah. That. Yeah. That <laughs> retrospect. That's probably a better idea. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I graduated from there. I had a lot of really good experiences there. Made a lot of really good friends and connections and um out of that, we, we literally went right um, to our first church um, that we worked at, um, uh, a Nazarene church in um, Xenia, Ohio. It's around Dayton, Dayton area, Xenia, Nazarene. And um, we were there for about a year and a half. And then um, we tr uh, transitioned into Cornerstone Church in Akron, Ohio. And there is when I... Uh, I, I kind of got tossed into the production realm uh, the tech realm. Um, and I, I thought I knew things, uh, but I found out very quickly that I didn't uh, know everything. And uh, it was a lot of trial by fire. And I'm a, which I'm fits a because you came out of a blaze. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I just had yeah. to throw that in. That works. That works, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to mess up your groove there. No, 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 no. That's good. It was a good, it was a good interruption. Uh, uh, I, um, so then uh, I, I kind of, yeah, just trial by fire, and um, I learned a lot. Um, Google is your friend uh, for sure oh, yeah. uh, in, this, in this world. And I made a lot of good connections, um, asked a lot of questions to people that knew a lot more than me. And I just kind of felt my – not I, I, still, I still feel called to worship. Um, and here at Grace, I still get to lead every once in a while. And, and Britton and I are, are we're actually working on um, recording some worship music and, and whatnot. But 
um, I really kind of felt my passion start to shift uh, into uh, like creative technology and production systems and, and things like that. And um, God uh, ended up calling us out here to um, Grace Bible Church. And yeah. Yeah. That's well, and for those synopsis. that don't, yeah, yeah, that's great. For those that don't know, my wife and I were attending a church. It's about 12, 1300 people, uh, Grace Bible Church. And uh, Matt, I'm not sure your official title there. What, what's your official title on staff? Technical director. Okay. Well, there we go. Mm-hmm. And um, and so uh, we obviously, during this whole coronavirus season, um, the church obviously has switched to live streaming on Sundays. Yeah. And um, so we've enjoyed that experience, just being able to watch that and, and see how you guys all go about that. And uh, um, love the way there's, – there's multiple things we'll get into that that I love about the way – that you all have done things. Um, And so, but here's just before we get going, one of the things I wanted to, wanted to kind of like set the groundwork for is like grace, obviously is a big church, right? And Mm -hmm. they have lots of resources to be able to do different things that a lot of churches might not be able to do. And so I want to get into some some practical ways that the church of whether it's 50, 60 people, a couple hundred people, what are some entry level steps, you know, intermediate steps that people could take to just improve the quality of the Sunday experience just a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit more. Right. And so, uh, um, yeah, yeah. And so let's let's just jump right into that. Um, okay. First off, how has your role switched during this whole time? Like, how, you know, what you were doing before to now what you're doing on a Sunday morning? Um, it's actually it's gotten a lot crazier. <laughs> uh, uh, we grace grace is lucky um, to have had a really good infrastructure to begin with. Right. Um, uh, Cause a lot of churches have found themselves kind of on their heels a little bit um, with this whole thing. Um, churches, a lot of churches who haven't live streamed before, or they just started um, and, and they're wanting to take um their their steps up and stuff so uh we're lucky we're lucky to have a lot of good things in place right now um and so it kind of shifted from um production uh live streaming being um in partnership with uh like in-house services to this is it like all of our eggs are in this one basket you know right now this this is how the church is going to meet um it's going to be how we worship together um for i don't want to say foreseeable future (laughs) but i mean i mean through i mean a couple months you know what i mean and so um there's been uh a lot of um really hard work put in the last several weeks uh, not just by me uh, by a lot of people to kind of shift our focus to what does online ministry solely look like i think did that answer your question yeah and i could just imagine not only for you but the whole team what that oh, shift yeah. has been like i mean it's just yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's a cra- crazy shift yep so so the basics of, of a sunday morning run us down what that looks like uh let's, let's start with the preparation all right because that's that's kind of where we get into the nuts and bolts of things yeah when does preparation for sunday start What's that look like? Give us a two, three minute overview of that. 
Um, for us specifically, preparations for Sundays, they happen a couple weeks in advance. Um, start planning things out. And I'm going to kind of give away not really a secret, um, uh, but uh, we actually record our services and we rebroadcast them live. So it's simulated live. Um, so we actually can. Um, and, Gosh, and I didn't act- even know that. Oh, you didn't? No. That's no. perfect. Then no. uh, we we win the game right there, and hopefully uh, you fooled me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that honestly, that's that's the goal. Um, we want it to come across as um, live as we possibly can. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, yeah. not everybody is going to be able to attain that. Um, uh, you can in 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 lesser ways um, that still really operate well. But uh, as far as preparation goes, um, we have um, creative design meetings um, throughout the week. Uh, there's a lot of those types of sit downs between, um, myself, Keith, Tony, uh, my wife, Megan, who helps out, uh, in a lot of that, um, Britain, um, our worship director. And, um, we just sit down and we discuss what, uh, it's going to look like And that was happening before this virus thing happened. Um, but it's kind of intensified since then, um, because there just needs to be a lot of communication, um, as to what's happening. Now I know Grace did live stream before. Obviously, the mm-hmm. live stream I think of one of the services. Is that is that right? B- before uh, we would we would live stream our ten and eleven thirty. Oh, okay, so, so two, so two. Yeah. So it worked very well live stream. Yeah. But um, so one of our listeners uh, wrote in a uh, question, and I think yeah. she she might be watching now. Um, Sunday morning is often very clogged. Now I'm hearing this, but uh, from several different leaders and so when yeah. they they're t- saying when they get the stream out there that all of a sudden it's plugged up is that a thing so yeah that was actually one of the questions you'd you'd kind of right. given me and um it's uh it's something i've seen a lot of people asking that question um so i'm part of a um it's a huge facebook group it's called church media and sound techs um i I'm that sounds like the, that sounds like a nerds group. I just yeah. Well, there's like there's I would like, love that. There's like fifty thousand like church texts like <laughs> in this group. I'm not kidding. I yeah. I think it actually might be more than that now. I'm not yeah. entirely sure. But we'll probably all play chess. Yeah. <laughs> one of the <laughs> one of the frequent topics that I've seen on there from a lot of new people coming in is like, are we is Facebook having issues? Is YouTube having issues on Sunday morning? Um, in my opinion, um. I, I don't think so. Um, I think a lot of what's actually happening is ISPs, internet service providers are getting clogged up. Um, so it's not so much that Facebook and YouTube's platforms are crashing. It's internet speeds. It's upload speeds. It's the capability of your internet provider to output, um, what it needs to output. Is there bandwidth happening at that time? You know what that I makes mean? sense. So, so practically speaking, if there's a number of churches in an area, they're all trying to do the same thing. Yep. Bam. Yep. You, you yep. get hit. Yep. So was and this one of the things that influenced Grace and in, in you guys to not go live and to, to pre-record it? Um, well, so that's the thing. We still it still is going live, but what is actually happening is we're uploading to our streaming providers servers, and they are technically going live from their server to exactly. in YouTube. So that's exactly. kind of um that's kind of uh, getting into another another realm of um, what we do. But in answer to that question, um, don't point fingers at Facebook and YouTube. 
um, I would I would try to um, make sure that your system that you have is completely set up and streamlined. Um, the number one de facto thing when it comes to streaming is your upload speed. Um, download speed doesn't really matter that much, right? Okay, um, what's give me some numbers here. What what's a good number for upload and download? Yeah, so I actually did some research on that, and there's really not a lot of hard answers, but um, think about it this way. Um, so you, you hear like 50 megabits down, 10 megabits up or something right. like that, right? The down speed doesn't matter, right? Because the down speed is what you're drawing from the internet. So if we're on Facebook... When you're watching a YouTube video or something, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Your upload speed is what you are sending right. to the internet, okay? Right. Um, so I personally, the number that I would settle on as my lowest number, um, is probably around 10 megabits per second, something like that. Um, that's the lowest I would go here at the church. I think our upload speeds around 25 or something like that. And it's pretty consistent. It's not bad. Um, anytime you can hardline into, um, uh, your computer, wherever you're streaming from, do that. Don't rely on Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi can be pretty finicky. Um, and when I say hardline, I mean, um, I don't know if I have a cable around me, uh, just a, like a typical ethernet cable. It's called RJ 45 Jack. Right. Um, I know about those cause if I work security and I have to install those all day long, there you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what you want to plug in from your router right. or from right. a switcher, uh, a network switch, um, into your computer. Um, so yeah, I would say any anywhere between that 10 to 20 megabit per second range is going to be good. Um, when you start getting around five megabits per second upload speed, um, which is probably pretty typical in rural areas, uh, it might get a little dicey. But what you have going for you is you're in a rural area. So right. there's not as many people trying to get on the internet in that region, in that location. So, Well, um, so get, so I've got news for you. The oh, internet speed right now, that this Monday Christian podcast is uploading now. I just ran a speed test as you were talking. Yeah. 11 megabytes of download. There you 1. go. 1.13 upload. Oh, so, man, yeah. That's not very good. No. <laughs> no, it's it's not. And um, it's probably the, the streaming um, here that we're using. I, I'm not sure what it's called. Um, but they're probably compressing the video down a lot. Um, so that's actually able to get out to where it's trying to go a little bit easier but gotcha. it degrades video quality as gotcha. well yeah that yeah that, that makes that makes a lot of sense all right let's get into some of the technical things let's start with beginners uh then more intermediate yeah for a beginning setup let's say under i don't know it's it's so hard because everyone's got different budgets yeah. right let's yeah. stay under 500 bucks all right yeah. and say you're your pastor of a small church uh maybe mm -hmm. five vocational um and and you don't have you didn't have much of a media budget, and then all of a sudden, mm -hmm. bam, here's coronavirus, all right? Yeah. What are some things for under 500 bucks that can get you going and just take it from that next level of, you know, kind of what we're doing now, basically, where you're just, you know, we're sitting on, I've got a, a Logitech, you know, Facebook or a, a video, you know, monitor yeah. and, and just, you know, the basics. What can you do to, to upgrade that? So 500 bucks is a really hard price point um to get into this world uh, it's not impossible though and what my suggestion is um almost everybody has a smartphone these days um and the cameras uh, on these new smartphones are 
honestly, they're pretty phenomenal. They're really cool pieces of technology. Um, and it's actually happening a lot in churches right now, people going live from their phones. That's the most cost-effective way, to be completely honest with you, um, is getting a tripod uh, that can hold your iPhone. Get on Amazon. You can get one for 15, 20 bucks probably. Gotcha. Um, they're not not very expensive at all. Um, shipping times, who knows if you might get it. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> with what yeah. they're what what they're saying, they're not prioritizing whatever non-essential items. But um, that's going to be your most cost-effective way. So you could, if you have an iPhone, an Android. I'm not an Android guy. I'm an iPhone guy. Um, yeah, me got, too. We're, join the club. Yeah, there you go. If you've got an iPhone, let's say you could go live from your Facebook account for your church service um, from your iPhone. Okay. Um, a good thing to spend money on um, would be audio. Um, then it's my opinion and a lot of other people's opinions that when you're talking about streaming or, or video in general, audio always trumps video, right? So you can have a really good looking video. And if your audio sucks, it's a bad video. You yeah. know what I mean? It's true. You yep. could have some mediocre quality video, some really pixelated, granny looking video, have good audio. Your message is still going to get across. You know what I mean? Because people right. are still going to be able to hear you. So it's still a decent video. So make sure your audio is good. You can get, um, uh, I know uh, a company called Rode, R-O-D-E, uh, microphones. They make microphones that plug directly into your iPhone. Um, and they're yeah. like, kind of yeah. directional yeah, directional exactly. mini shotgun type of microphones. Um, those are pretty decent. That's going to be a step up in quality from your iPhone's microphone. Um, Any idea what those be, run? Oh, 100 bucks, yeah, 150 yeah, probably. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, not very much at all um, in terms of microphones um, go. Um, but the, the other thing that you could do, and it all depends on what your setup is, um, prior to this, right? So if you've got a digital soundboard, say an X32, X32, Behringer X32 is a very common digital soundboard. Um, it's certainly attainable for a lot of churches. I think they're like under $2,000 brand new or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Um, you can plug a USB flash drive into that thing, record your uh, main outputs off of the USB drive. Um, then you've got uh, all your audio coming in through that using your microphones that you would use on a normal Sunday morning. Um, then you can go live from your, your uh, phone um, or you could record from your phone and then go live, mash those two uh, pieces of audio together and, and you, could work, you could work it that way as well. Um, okay. Yeah, I like your distinction between sound and video. I've never heard it quite, quite put like that. That that's, I think that's a very that connects with me right away because when I'm watching yeah. something, a lot of times, honestly, when I watch stuff, I'm distracted, and I hate to say yeah. it, but sometimes people might be that way on Sunday morning where they're oh, a little yeah. distracted. And but yeah, you're right. If that audio is bad, then you're, you're off pretty quick. So yeah. I, I like that. If you have to compromise on one, which hopefully you don't, but if you have yeah. to, um, then then you know. Make sure oh, yeah. you have good audio. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let, let's jump up. Let's let's say under uh, twenty five hundred bucks. All right. Twenty five hundred. You know, okay. Let, let's let's go up to, to that a little bit. Yeah. Give me a couple pieces of equipment. Now, here's what I'm thinking right here is maybe for the church that they have a decent sound system in their church, but they haven't live streamed really before. They didn't really. Not many people in their congregation did that. Most people came to church, um, mm -hmm. but now they want to get into that. 
but it's kind of like, oh man, what do we do? Yeah, yeah. And, but yeah. they maybe have a little bit of money to, they have a little wiggle room to be able to spend on something. What what would you say there? Yeah, and that that's that's the situation right there that accurately describes kind of what I experienced um, in Quarterstone Church in, in Akron when I when I got there. Um, we were trying to kind of upgrade our our live streaming equipment, and that's twenty five hundred is probably around the budget that I actually had. Um, <clears throat> so I'll just kind of go through um, what I did and then retrospect what I would have done. Right. Um, so the first thing that you do is you get a camera, um, and preferably you get a camcorder. Okay. So there's a couple distinctions that we want to make here. There's a couple different types of camera. You you've probably heard of a DSLR camera. Um, or like a micro thirds camera um, that kind of looks like your, your typical photography type of camera, right? Um, you don't want to use that for live streaming. You can, certain models you can, but you don't want to, okay? A camcorder is something that's meant to take prolonged video, right? It's, it's meant to run long amounts of time, okay? Um, and uh, you want a camcorder um, that is going to obviously have, um, decent quality and luckily camcorders, the technology, um, has come a long, long way. Um, you can get a consumer level camcorder that shoots, um, or can record in 4k, um, for a very attainable price. Um, 4k don't let that distract you. It, it's still not super important. Uh, to, in my opinion, in our world, in our church world, right? Um, people watching on Facebook, on YouTube, they're not going to be watching your stream in 4K. Um, to be quite honest with you, they might not even be able to to buffer that video well enough. Yeah. With their internet well, that, that's what I was just thinking because honestly, sometimes when when churches they try to get you know they have an awesome streaming platform that I'm sure live is amazing, but I've yeah. got poor like I have tonight a poor internet. Exactly. Exactly. It's not coming through that great. Yeah. If yeah, you can pump out you could pump out a 4K stream on YouTube. Facebook won't let you, but you could do a 4K stream on YouTube. It's only going to matter to people that have good internet. You know what I mean? Um so anyways, um so uh a a brand that I um really I I, I do like and I've heard a lot of good things about it's um Canon Vixia. Um they make a entry level camcorder that's like 200 bucks um and it'll it'll output a 1080p output off its uh, hdmi port um that's a really solid starting point you can um get into that line um and i think uh it's g50 something like that um and you can get all the way up to like 800 bucks for this camcorder um uh and you will get varying degrees or increasing degrees of, of quality. But even at that $200 price point, you're going to get a really good quality um, shot. Okay. So there's your camera, right? You want a camcorder. Um, so here, here's where um, I kind of learned the hard way. Um, a video switcher is also very important. Okay. So think of a video switcher as a um, a central hub, if you will, for connections, um, for video, for audio connections. Um, because what you could do is you could take your camcorder, you could buy a capture card, and you could um, directly plug that into your computer and then take an audio cable, directly plug it into your computer, and you may or may not be able to get a stream out. It's really finicky, and it's really it's kind of a pain in the butt to do. A video switcher takes those two things. It brings it into one. And then it goes out to where um, you're wanting to stream it to. 
Okay. So um, a really good model uh, for that is a, it's a Roland V1 HD. Um, it's about a thousand bucks. Video switchers are not cheap at all. Um, thousand dollars is probably going to be like the lowest point you'll be able to get one, but it doesn't mean they're bad quality. Um, uh, Roland B1 HD, Blackmagic, ATEM Studio HD. Um, they make one um, as well. I stand corrected. Um, I keep forgetting about this one. Um, Blackmagic also makes an ATEM Studio Mini uh, that is around $300. Uh, and it has completely blown up the market. And with this whole vi virus thing, they're completely backordered. You can yeah, go I on can Amazon, see that. B B &H, uh video. They're they're backordered for like a month. Um, so they're, you're not going to get one right now. The Roland, I know that those are still in stock. You can get those. Um, so... Uh, I mean, I'm not going to get bogged down into how it works. I just kind of want to name off the things that you need. Yeah. Um, well, uh, and then you all, you basically, each person has to kind of <laughs> go watch the tutorials, the YouTube, you know, the, the Google to, to, if they don't have someone, unfortunately, exactly. in their church that can help them exactly. with that, then to, and, to how, how all this stuff pieces together. And I would recommend right now that you search um, for that church media sound text group on Facebook. Um, it's an excellent resource. You don't even have to post in there. If you just search the group, like put in some keywords like live streaming, you're going to get a ton, a ton of material. There's going to be comment sections with like 50 or 60 comments, people just asking questions and really knowledgeable people answering those questions. So yeah. that's an excellent resource. Um, so um, yeah, so camera um, and, and switcher, uh, I'm assuming you've got a soundboard um, and you've got audio coming from it. Um, you're going to want to take um, an aux out out of your soundboard um, and put that into the switcher through um, like an RCA out or, or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, what you can do is you can take your output from the switcher. It's probably HDMI port. Um, and then you're going to want to purchase um, uh, what's called like a, it's like a capture card or um, Blackmagic makes um, what's called a mini recorder. Those are, uh, I think, like 150 bucks. It takes an HDMI signal and it converts it into something the computer can understand. So like a Thunderbolt or um, USB or something like that. That way you can get your audio and your video into your computer and then um, your computer can decipher those signals. Um, and then from there, you're going to want... Um, uh, you're going to want something called an encoder. Um, I feel like I'm getting really into the nitty gritty here. Um, yeah, yeah. But it, it's uh, an encoder takes your stream. It basically mm -hmm. encodes it. It compresses it. And then it sends it off to wherever you want. OBS Studio is a really great free resource. It's a completely open source software. Um, you can download it for free. Um, it's actively updated. Uh, you can get a lot of support from it online from forums and stuff like that. Um, and you can literally directly stream to Facebook or to YouTube or, or to your, like if you've got a website from uh, that OBS studio. Okay. So that's well, kind of a bare bones. Okay. And that was one of the questions a little bit is, is uh, Will ask, he says, uh, do you use OBS? And so I do not here i do not use obs i have used obs in the past um what we use uh, we actually pay for a streaming provider mm -hmm. um and uh, it's called boxcast uh, i've been super pleased with them um they are uh i think their number one 
positive is they've got great customer service. Um, so if you have questions or anything like that, um, you can just call them up, email them, and then they've got a ton of really good people there that can help you out. Okay. Um, so I use yeah. Boxcast. I have used OB OBS before. I'm not going to get into the more expensive hardware because I think people that in that category, uh, they're already they're gonna they have their own people. They don't need me and you. I guess speaking into yeah. their world, they probably they probably got an idea of what they're doing. Yep. So yep. Um, a, a couple other questions here. Yeah. Um, one person asked, "Can you speak to streaming platforms that are necessary for live streaming online?" That's a good one. What? Okay. Uh, which ones are the best? Uh, when you mean uh, so, say the question again. Uh, speak to streaming platforms that are necessary for live streaming online. So, you know, a lot of people are doing Facebook, but then you know, because I, I remember oh, it used okay. to be Sermon was it Sermon Central or something like that. That used to be the thing. So, uh, what platforms they, to use? Yeah, for going yeah, live. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, that's actually I've gotten a lot of people asking me that question. Where should I go live to? Um, and there's a couple. There's really two main players, right? It's Facebook and YouTube. Okay. Um, and let me kind of just pause you right here. If, if you're new to the game, should mm -hmm. you just avoid everything else and just focus on that? Either Facebook or YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. I, I would say there's going to be a ton of different options. Um, Facebook and YouTube are the biggest platforms with the best platforms in my opinion. Um, and those are going to be the easiest way to go. Yep. Most encoding software, they're going to have, um, native ability to be able to string to Facebook or to YouTube. So if you were to pick, uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. If you were to pick between one, uh, or do you, is that, do you have to pick between one? Is it very easy to integrate and just stream to both? Um, okay. yeah. Or if, if, should you just pick one and go for it? So if I had to pick one, I'd go for Facebook and this is why Facebook is a social media platform. Okay, YouTube would call themselves a social media platform, but it's YouTube. You yeah. go there to watch videos, exactly. right? Um, yeah. It's it's actually the second largest search engine, which is kind of interesting as well. Um, but Facebook already has such a social aspect to it built in, right? So right. when you go live, you've got a comment section there, and people literally from all around the world can jump on, comment, and you can interact with them um, yep. while your video is going. Um, it's just already there. YouTube has a comment section, but um, people don't really go there to exactly. talk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it happens a lot with, um, I don't know if you watch like video game live streaming or something like that. Like other um, other platforms that, that do that sort of thing, they can get okay. comment sections that, that'll interact with them and whatnot. But I found a lot for church churches. Facebook is really good for the social interaction. Um, and that's why I would choose Facebook over YouTube. However, YouTube, YouTube is really good for people. If you're trying to target people that watch at home on their TVs. Okay. That's what I, okay. That's what I was just going to say, because I'll just show you real quick here since I'm in my yeah. office. All right. So that's yeah. what we watch it on right there. Okay. So yeah. Here, yeah. here's what I noticed. Here's what I noticed. The, the first week I watched on Facebook, me and my wife mm -hmm. were sitting there around the table. I uh, tuned in to my brother's. And yeah. then because they're out in the east, and so it's easier to watch theirs. And then, yeah, and then I watch um, the, your church, uh, Grace Bible Church. Yeah. And um, what was awesome, and I want you to speak to this, mm -hmm. um, 
is there's a group moderator who does. I'm not sure who that is. It might be your wife. They did an awesome job yeah. of just interact. So that was Megan. Okay. Yeah. Um, I thought that was one of the keys to making it really good. Yeah. Because they do an awesome job of interacting. And here's what I found. I'm I'm like, okay, you're seeing the comments from people and stuff, and it's like, man, I, I kind of feel connected. Yeah. And, I, and almost in a way that I sometimes don't on Sunday morning because I don't know what the person next to me is thinking, but sometimes I kind of wish yeah. I would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on yeah. Facebook, you yeah. do, right? But last yeah. week we sat and watched it just on our TV. And it was cool because, you know, we were, we were singing, we were, we were engaged in it. So it was kind of just us. But I noticed I kind of missed some of that interaction part of things. So yeah, let me go point. Yeah. Let me go back. Um, and, and before I answer that, let me answer the, um, you were, you had a brief question about, is it possible to stream to both platforms? Uh, the quick answer is yes, you can. You just need a way to do that. So there's um there's a, a couple of different websites, uh, restream.io and caster.io will take um, one stream, say from OBS, and it can pump it out to Facebook and YouTube simultaneously. It just probably costs um, like a monthly a monthly fee. Okay. If you use a paid streaming platform like like Boxcast, it natively does it for you. So gotcha. we can we we actually stream to um, directly to our website, to Facebook, and to YouTube all at the same time. Okay. To hosting, okay. um, hosting is a uh, is is really cool online hosting, and it's really 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 easy. Even if you're going live from your iPhone, if you're doing the very first thing that we talked about, right, like the really really cheap cheap version, you can still do this. It just takes someone logged in um, to. Uh, they don't even have to be logged into your church's Facebook page. They could be logged into their personal one, and then they're the ones interacting with people online. And my wife, um, she's yeah, she's been the one doing that, and she's really good at it. Um, uh, I, hey, I just gotta pause you. I she just uh, she just wrote a comment. Matt is so cute when he talks about live streaming. <laughs> That's her comment for you. So no. is that is Thank that you. good or what? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna try. I try. Your face is turning beet red <laughs> right now as we speak. Um, yeah. So a follow-up question on that, though, is yeah. – and I actually, I haven't seen a number of churches doing this, I feel like, as well as as you guys have done. I don't think it's that hard to do. No, the importance of really having easy. a great group moderator, like someone – and yeah. so you guys talk about that, I'm sure. Um, why, like, yeah. What goes Megan, into Megan's that? Megan's Megan's honestly the brains behind that whole thing. Um, that's something that she she's really good at, like um, sculpting services and and arranging things um, and just thinking through those things. I'm not as relational as her, um, and so she's just able to immediately be like, "Hey, we need to have somebody online who is interacting with these people, so they're yeah. not just sitting in their homes watching." And so she um, she'll have uh, like. She'll she'll have I think she has like a document of like pre-recorded um, responses or not responses but like information. So like it'll be are you new to Grace Bible Church? Go to IdahoGrace.com/slash whatever whatever whatever. We'd love to hear from you. That sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Do you do you want to know how to give? Go to IdahoGrace.com/slash give. Excuse me. We have these different ways to give, like a bunch of different information like that. And then if there's people online, like I think we had like 150 comments on our Facebook live yeah, yeah. from, from last Sunday. It's just like people are like, good morning. We're from here from whatever. And then Megan will respond like, so glad you're here. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so it's like this personable response in your live stream video 
that really adds like this third, fourth dimension, however you want to call it, to your video of, yeah, we're all at home because of this stupid virus. Uh, we, we're we not physically with our church body, but it kind of ties it all in together. And I think it's a really important thing for live streaming. Yeah. And luckily, it's super easy and super free. Well, and <laughs> here's one thing I think it does is it gets people because – a people log on and everyone's like, "Oh, should I say anything?" You know, yeah. It's, um, you know, you know, Debbie in Orlando. I'm watching. Hi, you know, right, right. right. But when you have a group moderator, then uh, and sorry if you're Debbie in Orlando. I just you know, <laughs> not picking on you, but uh, um, no. so so. But it, but you know, it's it, you just you log on. You you're not really sure what to comment, or you get the one person that's like. All right, let's talk about end times theology, and they kind of de- dominate right. the whole the whole right. comment stream, right? Right, and, and it, it totally takes away from whatever is being shared shared that day. Yeah, and so yeah. I think having a group moderator really encourages and kind of sets the um, sets the, the tone for how people interact, and I, and I think that that's a good thing. Um, let's yeah. just can we just jump to let's do a couple rapid fire questions here. Sure. Um, so I got one one from this guy named Jewel. I, I don't don't really know who he is he's got blonde hair but he says he's a member of my family so um he says <laughs> if you think i've got a sense of humor um just he is way wait, worse his is wait. drier yeah this is drier and it's uh he's got hey, a dry humor is the best humor. man dry humor is the best i like it <laughs> yeah it's like called canada dry yeah um dry. okay so here here we go so a camcorder and video capture card are probably not enough without a video switcher Right. Um, any recommendations for video capture cards? Uh, yeah, Blackmagic makes one. It's called a, a Ultra Ultra Studio Mini Recorder. Um, I think that's what it's called. Um, I actually have one literally right over in the room next to me, um, but it's fine. It's uh, probably yay big. Um, it's gonna have an HDMI input and an SDI input, and then coming out of it, it's a Thunderbolt out output. Um, I will say that those are being eaten up too online. Um, I think they're yeah. like, I literally just in the last couple of days saw people saying that they're having trouble finding them. Um, but that's a really good one. Magewell uh, makes one. It's a USB capture card. So it's a USB output. That one I believe is like 300 bucks though. So it's kind of pricey. Um, but those USB capture cards or just capture cards in general, um, they're kind of essential. You, you do need them. Okay. Okay. Yep. And he asked another question. Uh, how do we do what we're doing tonight? We're doing a split screen on Facebook. So just in case anyone else is wondering about that, uh, Google for me, that was just, I'm, I'm very dumb when it comes to that. Um, and uh, so I just used a simple integration thing that it, it integrates well with Facebook. Uh, it's called yeah. Live. It allows you to split screen up to two or three guests, I think. Um, yeah. And then it records it great. So that way I can just take it automatically and, you know, upload it and edit it and use it as our podcast later. So it's uh, right. BeLive.tv. I guess that's, that's what it is. Yep. So I answered my first question tonight. I'm really, there you really go. There that. you go. <laughs> I'm basically like a That's technological awesome. whiz. <laughs> yeah, essentially. You've, you've broken the you've right. broken ice there. So let's get away from the software side of things and get, let's get, get to the uh, um, the actual service itself, all right? Okay. So you kind of have a unique advantage perspective where you're not up in the platform in front of the video, but you get to see um, from behind the scenes. And Grace 
has a lot of different people that speak on a Sunday morning. Uh, mm. I think you had last week maybe four or five uh, different different voices, yeah, uh, which is cool. So, um, all right, and you probably had a chance to check out lots of other live feeds. Yeah, uh, give me a couple no nos when it comes to, you know, not not so much no nos, but what are some practical ways that people could just improve how they speak to an online audience, right? It's a little bit different because you're not speaking to that person on the second pew or the second set of chairs. It's a little bit different. So what are some yeah. keys that, that you noticed that really help connect with people? Um, I think number one, like first and foremost is coming with a plan. Um, don't just show up and, and think you're going to be able to wing it. Uh, I know a couple of really talented speakers that could probably do that. But I'm going to go ahead and say for the vast majority of people in general, it's just better if you the day before or for us, honestly, we're like a week out at least on some of these things where we're planning what we're going to say, not verbatim word for word. Sure. But we have a skeleton structure of what's going to be said in each of our segments of our service. Like we know exactly what's going to be happening. Um, and we get those things out to whoever's going to be hosting or whoever's going to be doing the offering and prayer. So they, in advance of, of the recording, they know they have an idea of what they're going to be saying. So I think that's, so they got like a page long, th- you know, Google sheet stock or something like that, that comes to their you know, yeah. email out or, or like a different platform that you use. Something yeah. Like that. Megan, Megan actually does that too. I, I'm not sure exactly what she, I, yeah, I think it's just a simple word document and then she just distributes it, you know? And, okay. but that kind of comes back to like our design meetings. So Tony and Keith, um, they'll input kind of what they want to be in those, in those moments. And then we just kind of take it all down, decipher it. And then we pump it out to who's going to be coming in and hosting and then usually um, uh, uh, what we've done for our, our hosting um, so far is we've actually separately recorded that element. Um, so I'll take um, um, our, it's a micro thirds camera. I don't, I'm not sure if that. Um, uh, I'm just going to nod and act like I know what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. Sorry, I got a text message. It distracted oh, me. Um, yeah, of course. Micro thirds camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Micro thirds. Uh, it, it's a it's a DSLR style cam camera. Um, uh, of course. But, yes. um, we yeah. <laughs> uh, I took that <laughs> and then we we made um, this kind of spot in our sanctuary where I can get the 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 subject further out from the stage to kind of blur the background out a little bit and right. it creates a really nice. Um, looking spot for that hosting that hosting time uh, and usually uh, they're with me I'm recording but also Megan would be there Tony is there sometimes just to make sure that the content comes out the way that we need it come to come out um, in our service so we're not just recording we're actually recording um, but we're also um, thinking through where this fits in in our services um, so we know exactly how that that time is entering and how it's exiting, if that makes sense to you. Um, okay. Did that okay. answer the question? Kind yeah. Of? Yeah. yeah. Uh, another another more serious question here. Uh, this one comes from uh, someone named uh, Keith in uh, Caldwell, Caldwell, something like that. Yeah. Um, how do you make <laughs> that's your pastor? Uh, uh, how oh. do you make sure your pastor looks good on camera? I mean, that's really the only reason I'm watching. This is an actual quote. 
Well, the very first thing is you want to make sure that your pastor's got a really full head of hair. Um, That's what I would have gone with right away. Yeah, you want to make sure that they can really have a good do. Uh, uh, Lots of product in it. Um, It really just creates a nice atmosphere. Um, That's all I got. You want to make them shine. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) Just kidding, Keith. You're perfect. Just the way you are. That's right. That's right. I think that's um, okay, but but attack, tacking onto that, um, yeah. Let's just talk in terms of posture, speaking, things like that. Uh, yeah. Um, I you know because again I've scrolled through lots of different live streams, right? Yeah. And there's some pastors that hey, man, look. First off, hats hats off, right? Yeah. To to try and but it's obvious they're not very comfortable with it, right? Because right. they they are used to speaking. They're honestly they're probably much more comfortable speaking to several hundred, you know, even several thousand people than they are speaking to this online empty yeah. room. Like that's, that's a very weird feeling when you're used to feeding off energy. So oh, yeah, what, like the kind of the, the emotional battle that I'm sure pastors face, what's some of the ways that you can kind of fight through that? And, and, and what's, what's some keys and some tips that you would offer to pastors to really connect well? Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, I have I have a couple things, but man, I mean, he just it, said you're fired, by the way. Oh, so, just so you know. Good, I assumed. I assumed so you're, that's, you're doing the rest of this interview <laughs> jobless. Yes, pro bono, pro bono. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, Keith is actually honestly, he's probably a really good person to talk to about that. Um, he's just a really great speaker. Um, he, part part of it is like it's just being a comfortable speaker. Like it's being confident in what you're doing. Right. Um, yeah. So for me, uh, honestly, if, if I'm putting myself in a pastor's shoes, um, and I'm speaking to a camera, I might be kind of thinking back to like speech class days. Like what were some of the things, you know, that, um, I did back then, you know, to help myself get through a speech in front of a class or, or things like that. What are some of the tips, you know, and, um, specifically when it comes to live streaming and cameras, um, I think a really important thing that might go overlooked sometime is make eye contact with the camera. You know, first right. of all, um, your audience is that camera. When people are watching, they're going to be watching on screen. So you want it to come across like you're trying to connect with <laughs> whoever's on the other side of that screen. Right. Um, something, uh, I've also kind of seen um, in some videos is just kind of poor camera placement that that adds to the look of awkwardness uh, when you're watching a video. Um, you can have really good content and present it well, but if if your shot is kind of wonky, it's gonna people are gonna notice that first off, they're gonna be distracted. Yeah. So, I would say yeah. um, typically speaking, when you're trying to make an informational type video or you're preaching and you're and you're using just your phone or whatever, make sure you're in the center of the shot. Make sure that the camera's close enough to where people can see your face, um, they can see your expressions, and be be aware of where you're at on your stage or wherever you're speaking to. Yeah, yeah, he's doing, Ezra's doing a really great job. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing a great job. Ed. Sorry, just had, just, had, just had to mess you up there a little no. bit. <laughs> that took me a second. I was like, what is he trying to, what is he trying to show me? <laughs> but, um, Make sure you're in the center of your shot. Make sure it looks good. Have someone there, um, like one other person, 
um, that can set up your shot for you, that can help you um, position yourself in that shot. And I think that'll go a long ways. Yeah, yeah. That's a big thing. Um, what are some other things uh, that you want to cover? We only got just a couple a couple minutes left. We talked about software packages, the different things that you need to have in terms of like hardware, uh, yeah. streaming platforms. Covered that. Um, one thing I'll just I just want to add this real real quick timbit, and yeah. and it probably comes back to my days in, in Toronto. Um, it was so funny. I came from a church in Virginia, moved to Toronto, and we're planning to church there. And one of the things we were we the building we were in was right along this very busy section of road, right? Yeah. And it's a new, it's like we're in the storefront facility and a Sunday people would come walking in and out. Like it was very distracting, very like, and, and like some mornings I was just like, my goodness, like, please just get me back to a place where I had some level of comfort where, you know, there's, yeah. <laughs> there, there's a couple hundred people out there. Like yeah. that's secure. You have ushers to take care of people. You're, you're not worried about if someone's going to come in and <laughs> yeah. say something like what's going on in here, you know? And, and it's sometimes, it, so when I come across feeds and, and, and things like that online, one of the things that helped me a ton and, and still helps me a, a lot is to say, okay, Hey, who am I focusing on? And I always mm. had that that one person, right? That I was not really in, in the audience, but that one person that was saying, "Man, they're going to come to church, and they need something today, right? That they yeah. they need a message. They don't need me focused on myself, focused on yeah. what I look like. Like they want to hear from God. And I think that's a big thing that we need, right? Like today, that in live streaming, man, who knows who's watching? Oh like, yeah." That's we, uh, that, that's amazing. I mean, I'm sure you've had some stories to share on that. Oh, we um. So the cool thing with Boxcast is they give us analytics with our videos, so we can kind of see um, who's watching. Um, typically speaking, on a Sunday, even before this virus thing happened, I mean, we would have people from like 15 different states watching our live streams. We've had people in Mexico watching. Um, I think one time there was somebody in, uh, I believe it was Russia. I think I think that's what it was, but we've had several like instances where we can see that people are watching outside of not just our state, but outside of our country on the other side of the world or something like that. So I mean, yeah, yeah it's 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 really cool, and it, it you're absolutely right. It's something to keep at the forefront of you know why are we doing what we're doing, and and that's something um, you, you know I, I've I it's been rare, but I've come across a couple different. Uh, pastors or people in ministry who th they've kind of talked ne negatively about live streaming in the past. And even so, while it's such an important deal right now, and I don't really understand it. I don't, I don't understand why that exists. Um, Cause in my mind, I want to do everything I possibly can to reach people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And live streaming, even before the virus um, happened um, was a big deal. Like, um, I think that's what a lot of people are like, you know, it just looks like something to do just to do, but it isn't, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. it's a way to serve your congregation. Um, it's a way to expand the church outside of its walls. Um, and I think it's just a really, really important tool um, for churches to utilize. And it, it doesn't mean that you have to buy several thousand dollar cameras and switchers and all that sort of stuff. Like Facebook and YouTube, um, they've made it attainable for the average person for sure.
Well, isn't that the cool part too? That obviously it's a tough time that we're going through right now. But how cool would it be where, you know, maybe for those churches that have kind of um, looked down on that and said, well, maybe we don't really have to have, say, like even the idea of having a, an online host or, or you mm. know, really paying attention to our live stream, we just kind of throw it up there. You know, it's up there. Let's just forget about it. Maybe yeah. all of a sudden that gets a bunch of churches saying, okay, actually, we need to take this seriously. And, yeah. and that coming out of this whole season, you have the double effect of where the churches are meeting together, but then if they're actually taking the online presence serious as well, um, they might have a lot more impact than maybe they were having before. Oh yeah. 100%. I, I, yeah, I totally agree with that. I, um, yeah, I agree with what you're saying. Don't, <laughs> well, I got. well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. My wife says that all the time. Yeah. No <laughs> um, close this out with something inspirational, exciting, you know, just put just put you on the spot. What close us out with something? You want me to something. jump up on my chair and and give you a rousing a rousing speech? if you'd like. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. It's actually I kind of have a little bit written down here. Um. You asked me what is one piece of advice you give to communicators, and um, I think it extends past just communicators, but to tech volunteers literally across the world. Um. I like just stick with it, man. Like. You're doing something so important right now. Uh, like, Keith, um, I think I can. Yeah, I don't know why I shouldn't be able to share this. Keith told me when all this. You're went, rehired, by the way. So. Oh, good, you're, good. You're fine. Good. Go ahead. Okay. Which uh, actually, you might need to guard more carefully what you say now because you do have something to lose. But No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when the very early stages of this virus, um, we kind of met about what our contingencies were going to be. And, and jokingly, he, he told me, he's like, Matt, you have no idea how important you are right now. You know? Um, and it's not that I'm saying, Oh, look at me. I am so important. Um, what I am saying is the things that I'm doing, uh, the things that the church is doing, the things that pastors are wanting to do, they are, are super, super important. So, Tech people all across the the country, you know, don't get discouraged with what you're doing. I know it's hard. Um, trust me, I've been in your shoes before, um, but it's worth persevering through. Um, yeah. And especially right now, because you could look at it like a ton of pressure on your shoulders. And I've been tempted myself to look at that like the same way, like, oh, my gosh, I don't know how I'm going to get all this done. Um, but instead, flip that around and be like, man, I've got such a great responsibility um, to do and, and take uh, courage in that, take, um, strength in that, you know? Um, Damn, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, there's, there's so many resources out there for people. Um, I actually have a couple of them written down here. Um, one, I, this is, I think the third time I've said it, but that church media sound tech group, it's CMST. Um, look it up on Facebook, click to join. I'm sure you'll get added to it. Um, it's such a valuable resource. Um, it really is. Um, something that Keith actually shared with me that um, I've gone through and it's really, really good. Um, it's a website called covid.church. Um, it's a resource um, that I think it's like Church Fire or Church Fuel. I'm not actually sure who it is. They put it out. They're sponsoring it. Um, but there's a ton of really good things in there. And they, they give you this. Uh, it's called... COVID response kit manual. It's a PDF. Um, it's got a ton of good stuff. It's like 48 pages long. Um, it has everything that I've talked about like and more in it. So if you go 
covid.church. Um, super great resource, and it's free. Yeah, I think you just have to put in your email address. Dude, you can't beat that. Oh, Matt, thank you so oh, much yeah. for coming on, taking some time. Really, really appreciate it. No problem, man. Yeah, it was fun. Well, there you have it. And uh, it's funny, I'd kind of forgotten how much fun podcasting is and being able to sit down with Matt and just chat with him about something that uh, hopefully is of help to you or or others around, maybe that you could um, pass it on, whether it's to a church leader or someone in your congregation who is, is actively involved in what we were just discussing. Uh, but uh, if you could pass it along, that'd be great. But anyways, uh, hopefully in our upcoming podcast as well, I'd like to start on Monday night specifically uh, doing Facebook Live uh, videos where we um, we record the podcast uh, on live, so that way we can collect audience interaction uh, right as the show's happening. So for all of this, you can go to our Facebook page, themondaychristian.com. Uh, there's links on there that you can go directly to our Facebook page. But anyways, we'll talk to you soon. My name's Ezra Beyer. Thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to the Monday Christian Podcast, the program that helps you put into action the truth of God's word that you hear on Sunday to your everyday life on Monday. For more info on this program, simply visit our website, themondaychristian.com. That's themondaychristian.com. 